Hi, folks. This is Brad Bright and the God is the Issue podcast, where we seek to show how God is the issue in every issue. And as we get, get started, let me just say, if this podcast, you find it helpful, please like and subscribe to it at the end. Today, we're going to be talking about, about a hard issue. We're going to be talking about the war going on between Israel and Hamas. First of all, I'm going to drill down to the core why behind why this is going on. But then toward the end, I want to address what you and I can do to make a difference. You know, Muhammad, the founder of Islam, he said, kill the infidel. Jesus, the founder of Christianity, said, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Muhammad demonstrated what he meant at Medina when he slaughtered an estimated 600 to 900 Jewish men. Jesus demonstrated what he meant at the cross where he gave up his life for friend and foe alike. Folks, in order to understand Christianity, you must first understand how Christians see God. Likewise, in order to understand Islam and Hamas today, you must first understand how Muslims, specifically how Hamas, sees Allah. In Islam, Allah has 99 attributes. His preeminent attribute is his power. His power trumps all his other attributes. All his other attributes bow to his power, his mercy, his compassion, his justice. They are all secondary to his power. However, in Christianity, God's predominant attribute, his predominant characteristic is his holiness, his perfection. His his holiness doesn't trump his other attributes. His holiness harmonizes them. You see, his holiness ensures that all of his other attributes, all of his other characteristics work seamlessly together without contradiction. His love, his mercy, his justice, his compassion, his righteousness, they're all made perfect by his holiness, which as we tell our kids, his holiness is his perfect perfection. Now, when a Muslim thinks of Allah, he thinks primarily that is first and foremost of his power. When a Christian thinks of God, he thinks primarily of his holiness and therefore of his perfect love, his holy love. It's his holiness that makes his love perfect, that makes it trustworthy. You see, Hamas's view of God is that God is a God of power. Never miss that. His trump, his power trumps all of his other attributes. Please understand this. But in order to help you do that, I'm going to take you back about 1,500 years, and then we're going to quickly work our way forward. In 627 A.D., Muhammad beheaded an estimated 600 to 900 Jewish men at Medina, and then he enslaved the surviving women and children. Muslim scholars do not deny this. They try to justify it. They do not deny this. About nine years later, in 636 A.D., the Muslims conquered Jerusalem with the sword. They simply replaced the Roman rulers. Then they built a mosque to Allah on the Temple Mount. That was to make the point that Jerusalem was now Muslim. Then the the Muslims occupied the Palestine for the next 1,300 years until 1948 when the Jews returned to their homeland. Now, from a Jewish perspective, Israel was occupied territory for 2,000 years. Now, many people say that the Jews left voluntarily. I think it would be more accurate to say that the Jews voluntarily fled. See, in A.D. 70, when the Romans destroyed the temple in Jerusalem, um, 
they left it devastated. And the Jewish people, where could they go? Then between 130, 136 uh, AD, the Romans renamed Israel Palestinia. They were trying to wipe out all traces of Judaism and of Israel in the chosen land. See, at that point, most of Judea lay in ruins. They had, the Romans banned them at Mosaic Law throughout all of Palestinia. And then they began building a temple to Jupiter on the Temple Mount. In A.D. 36, the Romans then said any Jew who entered Jerusalem would be executed. Now you know why I say the Jews voluntarily fled. They voluntarily fled for their lives. It was either leave or die, just like Hamas today. Hamas's founding charter, and stay with me, and I'm going to prove my point. Hamas's founding charter in 1988 said, in, in Article 13, it said, Palestine is sacred, is sacred for all Muslims for all time, and it cannot be relinquished. Then in Article 13, it said, there is no negotiated settlement possible. Jihad, that is holy war, Jihad is the only answer, not an, a possible answer, not an answer of last resort. It is the only answer. Now then, here are the two things you must know in order to understand what is going on in Israel today. First, Hamas doesn't regard Palestine as occupied. They believe it is theirs for all time, as their charter says. That is because they conquered it 1,400 years ago with the sword. And once it became Muslim, it was always going to be Muslim. Now, conversely, the Jews believe it is their land. They believe it was stolen from them. It has simply been occupied for 2,000 years, first by the Romans and then by the Muslims. Both sides regard the land as indisputably theirs. That's key to understanding. Both sides regard the land as theirs indisputably. Now, second, for Hamas, this is a religious war, period. It is a religious war. Uh, again, their founding charter said Palestine is what? Is sacred. That's a strictly religious term. Is sacred for all Muslims. They said jihad, that is holy war, not just war, but holy war is the only answer. It's not an answer. It's not an answer of last resort. It is the only answer. That is the why behind Hamas today. Hamas is driven by religious belief. Relig and folks, remember that is religious belief, not just general belief. The me news media is not going to tell you this. because You know why? Because they don't want to reflect poorly on Islam. They're afraid to get out there and tell the truth because they're afraid it will reflect on every Muslim out there. They don't want to do that, and I understand that. But we have to tell the truth. Therefore, this war is not an if, folks. It's not if there's going to be war. The only issue is when there's going to be war. When two sides claim the same piece of property and are not willing to back off, there is going to be war sooner or later. Hamas will either win or they will die trying because it is a holy war. It's a holy war mandated by Islam. Like the Romans, 
the only choice Hamas offers the Jews is leave or die. You can voluntarily leave or you can die. Now, if you don't understand that this is a religious war, then you don't understand the why of what has happened in the last couple of weeks. There are two key words to keep in mind, two words. The first is power, and the second is jihad. Allah is power, and their cause is jihad, that is, holy war. Therefore, jihad can only be achieved through the use of power. Jihad can only be achieved through the use of power, that is, force. Folks, here's the bottom line. Israel said, this is our land. It was stolen from us. It was occupied by the Romans and Muslims for 2,000 years, but now we have returned and we are never leaving again. Hamas says, this is our land because we conquered it in the name of Allah, the powerful, and therefore the Jews must be expelled by jihad, by holy force from every square inch of Palestine. Now, as Americans, few of us even begin to understand the depth, the depth of passion where this runs in the blood and psyche both of Israel and Hamas. Neither side is going to cry uncle. They will die first. So the question is, what do we do? As Christians, we are called to love our neighbor, to love our enemies. God gave governments the the mandate to wield the sword. That is to protect their citizens by the use of force. That means God gave governments the mandate to kill in order to protect. However, You and I are not the government. We're not the government of Israel, not the government of Gaza, not even the government of the United States. We are followers of Jesus. So what do we do? Folks, first and foremost, we need to pray. We need to pray for the peace of Israel so that both the Jews and our brothers and sisters in Gaza who are followers of Jesus may thrive. That's where it needs to start for all of us. Every follower of Jesus can pray during this crisis. That's the most important thing we can do. Pray for the peace of Israel. Pray for the protection of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. Secondly, we must invite. We must invite. By that, I mean, you know, hospitality in the Middle East, in the Arab Muslim world, is extremely significant. So if you meet any Muslim immigrants, Invite them into your life. Invite them into your home for dinner. Break bread with them. Folks, if you can't find Muslims, go to the local mosque. Introduce yourself. Start a relationship. Invite them into relationship. Of course, the ultimate goal is to invite them into relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, keep in mind, most Muslim immigrants in the United States have family and friends back in their country of origin who they keep in very close touch with. Folks, what that means is by touching the life of one person, you can touch people on another part of the globe. Now, if you want to learn more about how how to engage Muslims, how to engage them in relationship, how to engage them in conversation, I want you to go to to crescentproject.org. That's crescentproject.org. And on that website, they have a lot of tools you can use. They have some courses you can actually take to learn how do, how do I even begin to engage with, with a Muslim who has come to this country. It's a very helpful website. I strongly encourage you to go there. Now, the third thing we need to do is to share. We need to share Jesus 
But I think we should share Jesus by sharing a tool like the Jesus film. Many of you know what that is. Muslims honor Jesus as a prophet. They may not like Christians, but they like Jesus. Now, specifically for you women, go download the movie Magdalena, as in, as in Mary Magdalene. It was also produced by the Jesus Film Project. Now, to find it, just Google Jesus Film Magdalena. Google Jesus Film Magdalena. Folks, uh, women, it, it was specifically made for Muslim women so they could see how Jesus treated and valued women in contrast to how they're treated under Islam. They will see the difference. Now, once you've watched it, put the website in, in your contacts on your phone so you can quickly share it in any situation where you may cross paths with a Muslim woman. And, and here's why I want you to put it in your contacts and share it. Because when you do that, then they either will have your phone number or your address. So after they watch the film, they can get back in touch with you. And in fact, invite them after they've watched it. After they've watched the movie, they can get back with you. And a great place, frankly, to find young Muslim women are on the college campus because there they are not being closely watched. Now then, here's the thing about the Jesus film and Magdalena. It's in 219 languages on the website. They can download it in any of these languages. Just about every, not just Arabic, but every Arab, Arabic dialect. So not only can they watch it in their heart language, they can watch it in their heart dialect. Just simply tell them the name of the movie. It's Magdalena. Tell them they can watch it in their own tongue and their own dialect. Tell them that is it about a, it's about a woman in the Bible who followed Jesus. And again, Muslims honor Jesus as a prophet, so they're not likely to be offended by that. Folks, ask them to watch it, then ask them to contact you afterward if they'd like to chat. Folks, we cannot stop the violence in Israel, but we can pray for the peace of Israel. We can pray for our brothers and sisters in Gaza. We can invite American Muslims into fellowship, into relationship with us, especially those who have families back in the Middle East. And women, you can share with Muslim women about the Jesus who gave value to women like Mary Magdalene simply through sharing the film Magdalena. Just because we can't do everything doesn't mean we can't do something. We can pray, we can invite, and we can share. God is the issue in every issue, especially in Israel and the Middle East. Folks, this is a controversial issue, and I would love to hear back from you. I'd love to hear your comments. So please, if you have a thought, go ahead and make the comment. And again, if you found this podcast helpful, please remember to like or subscribe it. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you. Thank you very much.